Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it is, and where it's going. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Rathbone. And Happy New Year. It's oh, my a, God. It feels our, so good to be back. Yeah, it's really, it's really good to be back in the booth here. We've got our producer Kyle in here. we got James in here. you got me. It's a 2019 Catch-Up. Um, we got a lot of plans for this year, not yeah. just with Catch-Up, with Boosty Fade as well, Boosty Fade the groups, yeah. and our parties, but... Um, with the podcast, we have some big ideas coming, so yeah. stay tuned. It's really exciting. I, I, you know, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but you know, we're not going to go away for too long. We got uh, another episode in the silo. You know, it's not going to be like one of those things that we did. I'll admit, where we came back and we thought, oh no, there's going to be another episode of Catch Up next week. There is going to be another episode of Catch Up <laughs> next week. There is. That's there right. is. That's we're not. Right. We're not leaving you high and dry here. This isn't just a tease. We're back. And this week we are going to discuss something. So recently, recently in the, the Boosie Fade Hip Hop group, somebody made a post. Actually, it was our, our pal and super super DJ Josephine Cruz mm-hmm. made a post uh, that was circling around, circulating around the internet that had a perspective list for the Double XL Freshman Top Ten list of 2019. I think that list mostly has been debunked, yeah. but it spawned this huge discussion about. Who belongs on the next next year's freshman list? Who's too big for it? A lot of stuff that we actually discussed in our freshman list episode of last year, mm-hmm. which is in June. Um, and so you can go back in the archives and listen to that if you want to hear our takes on that. But it did inspire a conversation between uh, James and I about who we think are the next people to kind of break out, break out, and yeah. like not just not like in a freshman kind of way where they're just ostensibly emerging on the scene, but like kind of get to that next level. Exactly. So, you know, in the freshman, the freshman list is kind of like, here's a scatter shot of all the different kind of things that the double XL editors think might be kind of popping. Double XL editors and Atlantic records. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, might be, you know, so you have, um, you know, like you might have some, bar spitter from New York who used to play basketball and, you know, wears Tim's uh, to the beach. And then you might have uh, some guy with, like, pink hair from Florida who, uh, you know, only says five words in his rap and they're all names of prescription drugs. Like, they'll be on the same list. So uh, what we wanted to do is, like, uh, it's a, a genius idea from Kyle is to make this kind of like a fantasy draft. So Jordan and I each will have teams. Uh, we did, Neither of us are creative enough to come up with names. So if you have names for each of our fantasy teams, please hit us up on social media. Let us know. And then we can uh, put them on our Yahoo fantasy accounts. Um, but yeah, we'll have kind of like a fantasy draft of who we think kind of the stars are. So uh, first two rounds are people we really you know deeply believe on. And then the later rounds, like in fantasy are kind of like people you're reaching for, you think, you know, has been kind of putting work underground but hasn't had that major opportunity yet. So, yeah. I think. Um, uh, fantasy here is fantasy sports yes. for the uninitiated. Yeah, not, um, like, not like Game of Thrones. Not Game of Thrones. Unless and not it's just the like... ringer talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> not Game of Thrones and not just like, you know, daydreaming fantasy Right. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of is that. It is. This is a form of yeah. thing. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Let's do it. So uh, we did a coin flip uh, to see who gets to draft first, and Jordan won, unfortunately. Because the first <laughs> draft pick always does so much better. 
So, with the first pick in the 2019 catch-up draft, Jordan Suwami selects the City Girls from Miami, Florida. Woo! <laughs> they're all, that, their family's here. They're all really excited to see that. They're happen. hugging. They're wearing. They're wearing Prada. <laughs> yeah. They're dripping. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah. Um, yes, that's right. Choose the City Girls. Uh, it's Young Miami and JT, who you very likely heard of last year per for the first time, maybe through the Drake song "In My Feelings," on which they are sampled and featured. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you listened to their two projects they put out last year, which are both. Pretty damn good. Excellent. Uh, period and and girl code. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're the city girls are having a moment right now, which yeah. is a uh, kind of unfortunate because one member JT is incarcerated right now yeah. for uh, credit card fraud. Yeah. Which I I've t- I was talking to some guys at a Boosie Fade party about this recently, but that's like that is the crime of this generation of like really of is. rappers. Yeah. It's like from the from like designer. To even people who are like not even really like you know you would associate with being yeah. <laughs> crime like little yachty yeah like it's it's like you, Kodak Black it's all over his album identity yeah. theft you know yeah. it's just a bizarre <laughs> bizarre turn but a very like you know I guess a very twenty first century form of, of crime and also frankly uh, if you've ever gone to Florida you will experience identity theft like that <laughs> it's just so rampant like what? literally no like literally like Florida I think is the capital world capital of identity theft like you go to a gas station and use a credit card you're getting a call from your bank here like right away i'm not even joking this is like this is big facts well jt putting on for a (laughs) city yeah exactly um (laughs) but we we digress but to get to get back to the the topic it's um yeah they're really having a moment right now they recently just put out this video with a song from their album twerk with cardi b so they did a contest for it they did a the, the, the video, video the concept of the videos they did a contest where it was a twenty five thousand dollar grand prize yeah and they were looking for the best twerker in the world yeah so they people submitted all these videos they selected uh i think uh, 20 20 people they flew they've got flew them out to uh miami on flewed out airlines <laughs> yeah. Loved that part of the video. It was so good. What a great it was, detail. It was this like a like, throwback to like a Jazzy Faye kind of video. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, this is the, the other thing. One of my ma- favorite things about City Girls in general is that they're so fucking funny. Yeah. Like if you listen to either of their projects, like they're 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 just like a, a two like really punchy, hilarious, like kind foul, of foul mouth, foul mouth, they're like, cocky. They're the, like they're tr- they're tr- the, the spiritual continuation of Trina. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they have that that song with Trina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, they t- they talk a lot about scamming. Yeah. Scamming men. <laughs> yeah. Just ma- mainly scamming men. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really funny. And it's great subject matter. It's like, also, I think, like, something everyone can get behind. Yeah, because I think we all agree that men should be scammed. If anyone's going to be scammed, <laughs> it should be men, you know? Yeah, and I think it's, it, there's also, you know, they're very, like, in control of their sexuality in mm-hmm. a very... 21st century kind of way in terms of being like really outspoken and uh, unashamed. There's no like it's unvarnished as well. It's just like, hey, this is the reality. Like, you know, and I don't know. I think that they they they've kind of like carved out a niche for themselves as being at the forefront of this kind of like new wave of kind of like Trina-esque rappers. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them that are kind of in that style. A lot yeah, of them like have the Do- Cash Doll and Asian, Asian Doll, doll yeah. um, who are doing that. There's a rapper named Queen Key who I heard of for the first time recently who's pretty good in the same lane. It's like, there's a, yeah. this is like a kind of like a burgeoning. Yeah. But I think City Girls to me are the sort of the strongest. Obviously, they've got the most support behind them, I think. Uh, you know, 
Like they they came out with such a polished product from sort of well, I don't know day one, but at least sort of breaking out day That's one. That's right. And they're on uh, Quality Control Records, which we've talked about extensively on yes. this podcast, yes. which is a label owned by Coach K and uh, Pete yeah. from Atlanta, yeah. who are two of the best managers in music. And so that's they have a very strong team behind them. And as a result, they had there, and it seems like everyone really wants to work with them. Everyone's they're working with. They work with Cardi B. They're working with like Little Baby as a label mate. Yeah. They work with Drake, obviously. And uh, recently, Kodak Black put out a song, I think, on Christmas Day that's called "Christmas in Miami." Yeah. And the the star of the video is Young Miami. Yeah. Like she's on the new Twenty One Savage album. Like yeah. So right now, while JT is incarcerated, um, Young Miami is really holding down the fort for the City Girls. Yeah. And it's really showing that they. That the rest of the industry is taking notice, yeah. and that there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff happening with them right now. It's kind of similar situation. I just realized to for any of the uh, old heads listening to what happened with uh, Capone and Noriega. Capone and Noriega, uh, you know, put out a cl- like classic New York album in the like the sort of later years of the New York boom bap era called the War Report. Uh, but C- once they got the deal and like even started recording, Capone w- went to jail. And so he's only on part of the album and, uh, and like even when it was sort of bubbling and like, you know, coming out, he was still in jail. So it's sort of like an Mm -hmm. interesting, it was sort of like a similar parallel where like his name was sort of being carried by his partner in the group. Or similarly, their label mates, the Migos. (laughs) Yes, that's true. When Migos first came out, Offset was incarcerated. So... I think it's from the beginning, even from like yeah. Bando, like yeah, from yeah, the yeah. very beginning, yeah. the first time that most people heard of Migos, there was only two members, even though you knew there were three of them. Yes, that's and true. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I think JT is supposed to get out in 2020, mm-hmm. um, but they're actually, I think that behind the scenes, they're pushing for some kind of a early parole yeah. uh, because she actually was able to stay out. To, before she had to go in to serve her sentence, she got a reprieve to actually stay out a few weeks later mm-hmm. so she could be involved in the Drake album and do things around In My Feelings because yeah. they were like, her career is like blowing up. Yeah. So like, here's the hoping that JT gets out a little early, but if she doesn't, I still think this is going to be a huge year for the group because they're just so hot right now. The, the video for Twerk, which is truly incredible, yeah. uh, has, I think it has 12 million views in three days and it's, and it's only going to go higher. Yeah, it's going to be a, like a, a certified hit. Like Cardi, it's, a, it's just such a, a good move to have Cardi. It's like perfectly on brand. You get to see how Cardi made her name in the New York uh, strip club world in the video. She's like a master of the pole. She's an incredible dancer. She's so, so good. Uh, Yeah, City Girls, if you don't know them, you're going to know them real soon. They're a very deserving number one draft pick. Yeah, and to play out my first round draft picks, let's listen to Season by City Girls featuring Lil Baby. All right, so uh, with the second draft pick of Catch-Up's 2019 draft, I will be selecting YBN Corday. Woo! <laughs> wow. Look at his family. They're so proud. <laughs> they were waiting for this moment, you know, for the last 20 years. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we've talked about him a little bit, like here and there, uh, as someone who uh, has just been very promising. I think, like way back towards even like our first episode when we talked about J. Cole, mm-hmm. uh, Corday right. kind of broke out with his response to to J. Cole. Uh, you know, Corday, he's someone who's kind of he, in a lot of ways, has uh, skewed the the what are the accepted trends of a rising rapper. Uh, in that he hasn't been just bombarding the internet with songs. True. He raps in kind of like a, I mean, he doesn't rap like he, you wouldn't hear him and think like this person should be on like a 1998, you know, Capone Noriega record, mm-hmm. but like in terms of his rapping, but the spirit of it is very much in the 90s, like kind of something that like, you know, he kind of could be the next Kendrick or J. Cole type of rapper. He's really thoughtful, really skilled, dexterous, uh, and can, and adaptive as well. I think he can sound good on lots of different beats. He kind of made his name, uh, well, first going on that J. Cole beat, and then he did uh, uh, Rapped Over My Name Is by, you know, the Eminem classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he And then, you know, now... He put it. He he put out a bunch of his songs on the the um, YBN compilation. compilation album? Yeah, yeah, compilation. It was like it was more yeah. of a compilation than a mixtape, really, because most of those songs were already out. And... That's right. And for people who don't know, YBN is a, stands for Young Boss Niggas, by the way, uh, is the group that is headed by a rapper named YBN Namir. Yeah, uh, Namar. Namer. 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 That's probably it. And uh, it also features YBN Almighty J and a bunch of other people with the prefix YBN. Are there actually other people? Oh my god, there's like ten to twelve of them. It's a whole like gaming lobby. They all met through Xbox Live (laughs) in the most Gen Z shit you've ever heard. And it's just a really fascinating construction of a group. I guess yeah. in a lot of ways they're like a bizarro world Brockhampton. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's they're like, like a virtual like Brockhampton. Like they met in like uh yeah on Call of Duty. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, Brockhampton met on uh, Kanye too, though, so that's also virtual. Right, right. But even it's like another. It's just like another, a deeper level. Another level. Yeah, that's level, right. You know. Um, yeah, and I think that. Why be, uh, Corday has bro- broken out as like the leader of the pack, even though it's yeah. Namir was the Namir. one who is kind of he was originally the first one we heard of because it's two massive hits, yeah, uh, which are rubbing, rubbing off in the pain and bounce out with that. That's right, and uh, he's been kind of quiet since actually, but he I, has. I, I think that's that's probably. I mean, these guys are all super young, and I, I think it's. I, I I think that can be good because it's easy for like a young artist to burn out really fast, and. There's something about these guys, the, especially Corday, but kind of all of them that have like a aw shucks, like these ki- like kids that you like really want to like root for. Um, but Corday uh, recently w- posted a video with Dr. Dre, uh, and you know Dr. Dre, he's worked with some pretty good artists over the years. Maybe you may have heard of. Yeah, um, I think. But I think what's interesting about it is that, like, I mean, first of all, Jay uh, Cole was going to do a Dreamville concert in North Carolina. Which is actually where, where Corday's from. Corday was, yeah, yeah. born. Yeah. I think he was raised in Maryland. Yeah. Um, but that that show got canceled. But Corday was on the bill. Yeah. And as we mentioned, like Corday's first song was is called "Old Niggas," and it's a response to Jake Cole's 1985 "The Fall Off," which was a song that was kind of like wagging his figure at the SoundCloud rappers of today. Little pump, especially. Little pump, particularly, just about like you know saving your money and yeah. like you know be stop, responsible, be pull responsible, up your pants. pull up your like not full <laughs> Bill Cosby, pull up your pants yeah. level. But uh, like definitely like old, you know, trying to be wise, which yeah. 
as somebody who's experienced that being on the other end of like, you know, having a kind of paternalistic older black man tell you how to live your life, you're kind of like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. And Corday's response was a very respectful way of dealing with that. Yeah. And I remember you saying, you're like, I'm, pr- I feel like J. Cole's going to like this. Yeah. And he liked it enough that he put Corday on the bill for his uh, first Dreamville concert night. Yeah. Yeah. Which didn't end up happening, but that's the same. still. He has a co sign of J. Cole. Eminem has shouted as has said that he's f- found him interesting, if yeah. I recall correctly. And now we have Dr. Dre that's like in the studio with him. So I think that if if the people if the bigwigs in the music industry are looking at Corday and kind of giving and giving him the shine of like this is a guy that has something mm-hmm. very special, I think I think it like portends well for him. Yeah. Uh, similarly, if you've seen any of you know. Every so often, there'll be like one crazy viral freestyle video from a radio show. Like, you know, Black Thought had uh, the 2017, I believe that was. Yeah, the 11th minute. Yeah, 11 minute. 11 minute. You like Meek Mill had a kind of big one this last year. year. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Belly had one on LA Leakers. Corday has had several. Yeah. He has one on LA Leakers where he raps over um, Little Pumps' Skedit. He raps over uh, The Rockweiler by Method Man and Red Man. He raps over. A few, a few songs, and it's very like crazy freestyle. And I just mm. watched this one, this one here the other day, which is on the, which is on Tim Westwood's show. Yeah, and this is like a must watch, like an absolute like must watch freestyle because like it's just like it's not just. I mean, outside of the bars, it's the it's the charisma that he has, which yeah. is a very different kind of charisma than I feel like a lot of rappers have because it's a very like quiet kind of reserved, laid back kind, mm-hmm. like sim- kind of like what you said, like a little bit of an aw shucks kind of vibe, mm-hmm. but just like decimates it. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, I, I think one of the things that is really uh, great about him is it feels like rapping as like an art form and especially in a, in a sort of a, a technical sense has like a bright future. You know, sometimes we, you know, we, we had a panel this summer, um, that was asking the question, like, what is the future of, like, rap vocal technique? Because so many artists are singing or, like, kind of carrying melody. Uh, and, and that's been really successful. And you, it start, you start to wonder if, like, there's no more rapping in hip-hop. Is it still hip-hop, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, someone like Corday, who is so excellent at it and is so young and seems to be kind of doing everything the right way, just, you know, means we've got a bright future. That's right. So, do you want to let's listen to a YBN Corday song on the way out? Yeah. You, let's listen. Uh, Kung Fu? Let's listen to Kung Fu by YBN Corday. Let me tell you how I come through with the one, two, kicking shit like Kung Fu. Treat a bad bitch like she average. I'm a savage, little hoe, what you want to do? I'm about cash if the wrong fast. I'm gonna get that little nigga by any means. I'm gonna complain by my ball mains, but it's all saying couple wax in my skinny jeans. Hit it up. One time, niggas gonna get it to the sunrise. School of hard knocks, I'm alumni. Bitches on my dick like fungi. Won't stop. What's that? Keep it tummy, you me like a rug rat. Niggas trap with a bus at. Tell my mama quit, but I love cash. I'ma just get it and get it again. Alright. So, with the third draft pick in the 2019 catch up draft, I will be selecting Blueface from. Compton, California. Woo! There's <laughs> a sea of blue. They're <laughs> yeah, waving pe- the flag. People are are dancing and kind of like stepping a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but they look really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Blueface. Uh, he's a rapper who uh, I think many people maybe thought he was a meme when he first 
appeared. I mean, and, I think he, he was a meme when he first appeared. Well, yeah, you know, I, I respect the artistry, respect mm-hmm. the artistry. He's someone who, who very quickly, uh, from sort of the first few weeks of him being sort of mentioned, kind of grew in stature and kind of derisively because he, he was rapping off beat. Um, rapping off beat is sort of a funny, has sort of a funny legacy in hip hop because there are a lot of uh, rappers who do it or have done it, some for their entire career, such as RZA, mm-hmm. or No Name. Uh, it's like another recent example, yeah. you know. But, the, you know, there's a lot of, like, a kind of Silk de Shaka. Uh, <laughs> even, you know, Silk, like... <laughs> anyway, uh, I, like, E-40. I think there's some Jim Jones that was uh, mm-hmm. kind of offbeat. Anyway. E- E-40. E-40, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, an interesting thing, and it's something where uh, people are very selective on who they kind of call out for it but Blueface was very much called out yeah and I think I think a big part of why people are selective about that is has a lot to do with people's preconceived notion on what type of rapper does that deliberately and what type of rapper just doesn't have the skills to exactly yes and I think that a lot of people assume that Blueface was was the latter somebody who didn't really know how to rap on beat yeah which is just ridiculous like if you if if, if there's any rapper (laughs) who who put out a song that like as sophisticated as that yeah at, they know how to rap on beat man. yeah you know but um interestingly enough like so his, his first his first few big songs were respect my crippin mm-hmm. um what else were Th- the Th- Th- Tatiana, which is great <laughs> um and then he very recently put out a song called bleed out yeah bleed it which is a departure from his earlier <laughs> he's, rapping on beat. he's rapping on beat yeah <laughs> and the song is great yeah and I think that uh, someone on Boosie Fade had a really great comment. It was Jacqueline. Uh, they said, interesting strategy that you'd come out kind of riling everyone up with this kind of deliberate, per- potentially deliberate, like trolley, you know, strapping off beat style. Yeah. And then just hit him in the face with a, with a you know, just a regular song. Like yes. rapping on beat. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I didn't even really think of it as a strategy, but it's actually that very likely – is at least some of the thought process behind. Yeah, I don't know if it was there at the beginning, but it definitely was there at some point, you know, at some point. Yeah, Bleed It seems very much like a response exactly. to all of the controversy around him not yeah. being able to rap on beat, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's rumors that Drake is going to be doing a song with Blueface, which would be about par for the course. Uh, yep, and, you know? and, and that would be, this would, that would be Blueface's breakout moment. Exactly, and it, it that honestly, like by the time you hear this, that song could be out. For mm-hmm. all we know, mm-hmm. like I think it's on the way. Uh, Drake's been in L.A. recently, um, you know, showing devil emojis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sending purple hearts. Anyway, he, uh, yeah. I mean, I just I think I mean he's someone who's really interesting. He's kind of in the style of, I mean, YG to a degree, but more so like a sugar free DJ Quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's a real like like a lot of the great. West Coast artist of today, he's got, you know, a real clear, like, legacy behind him, uh, stylistically of this sort of smooth West Coast, like, um, gangsta funk kind of sound mm-hmm, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I think a lot of the most interesting rap from this decade has come out of L.A., and, I, and Blueface seems like sort of the next continuation of that to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's, I think that's a fun thing. The fun thing about about hip-hop is that there's always... There's always a few new stars who are just doing something that's so stylistically different from what's out there right now. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I think that's this is like Blueface's moment to be that guy. Yes, I think so too. And he's like a handsome guy. He's got like kind of a, a great smile. Mm-hmm. He has like some really strange lyrics, <laughs> like yes. a, like about the meat show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, generous to call them strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think, but of like, a lot of, think of a lot of other things to call them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? Like, I think it's gonna 2019. Blueface is gonna have a strong year. I'm yeah. like, I'm betting on it. I mean, and against, uh, you know, I think that one, one, the one, one cause for concern is that he has signed to Cash Money Records. Oof, I didn't realize Cash that. Cash Money West. Oh, which, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Which is uh, owned by Birdman. And uh, I don't know. I think we all know Birdman's. But I mean, you know, Birdman's shady business dealings aside, he has, you know, been at the helm of labels with some of the biggest stars of this generation yeah that's you know true. some of the biggest rap stars of all time actually that's true so that might be good but i think we all know like the track record of people that aren't Nicki minaj drake or little wayne yeah uh, in, in, and the Lion, in, in the last 10 years that's right yeah you know he's had flirtations with like rich homie kwan and young thug yeah never seen to pan out i think rob banks from florida was signed to him for a while it also didn't seem to work out uh, Jacquees is like working with him. At some point, I think producers must realize they're not going to get paid working for Cash Money. So it's like that just puts a a, a bit of a ceiling on on like the success of your artist. To be mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. like uh, he's been in like so much of of the last few years, he's been in, in litigation for not paying people, and then that like is the like you know probably the most common theme of Cash Money's like like history. Yeah. So if you're you know. Metro booming. Why would you want to work for Birdman? Yeah, that's right. Like, um, and I guess, I guess, like, like all this to say, I really do feel like Blueface has too much going for him to even be stopped by. Yes, I think that's Birdman's I, subterfuge. <laughs> like, I mean, if anything, I can see him pulling a, like a situation where he puts out like three mixtapes in three months to get out of the deal and move on. Like, some some crafty record label will come to him and be like, this is what you're going yeah, to do. Yeah, if it's this. not a lifetime contract signed in blood. Yeah, well, there's that. There's so that. let's let's listen to some Blueface before we move on. Yeah. Let's listen to Bleed It. Pull up on your block tonight, bleed it. Slide it. Phone drop some, I can't leave it. Walk got me pulled, but this tech got him leaning. Never let the beef get cold with the me. Pull up on your block and I bleed it. Slide it. Phone drop some, I can't leave it. Walk got me pulled, but this tech got him leaning. Never let the beef get cold with the me. Fuck a handgun, bitch, I brought a Mackin. Gotta keep a technical in case a nigga hack it. Glock with a dick on my lap, I'm in traffic. My pistol bloated, ready to unload it. Pop up, least expected, like a notice. Famous crib, everywhere I go, people know. And with the fourth pick in the catch up draft, Jordan Suami selects YNW Melly from Woo! Gifford, Florida. Melly is he, he's not here, he's in prison, he's in jail right now. But, <laughs> but um, YNW Melly, like a lot of rappers we've talked about on this podcast, comes from the murky swamp waters of Florida, where yeah. all, it seems like all of the burgeoning, fresh new rap talent seems to be coming from right now. Something is definitely in the water there. But Melly is a rapper in the mold of a lot of people that uh, kind of dominate the game right now in terms of interesting music, at least filtered through my eyes. Uh, a lot of people like like Little Baby, yeah, uh, the kind Kodak, of Kodak. Kodaks of the world, where it's like a lot of like trap ballads, you know, fu- like very like you know in the lineage of Future, yeah. really. But luckily, a little bit more interesting in the sound. Like it's not just like 
super derivative. His sound isn't super derivative. Which That's is right. Nice. That's right. His like the influence of future is like definitely is is present, thematic, but it's also it's yeah. thematic. But it's also like he is carving out his own lane with this. So last year he had a few really big songs that I was a big fan of. There was a song Virtual, Blue Balenciagas, mm-hmm. and a song called Murder on My Mind, which is an incredible feat of storytelling. Yeah. Um, just really describing uh, describing himself accidentally shooting someone who's scared, who just like kind of ran up on him. He thought he was going to get robbed and it was just like an accident. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, which was just a really kind of like cool, like high concept song. Mm-hmm. And the level of detail in it was, I thought, very impressive and just shows that he has an ability to tell a story and understands how to construct a song. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then like this year, very recently he put out a new project um, that's called we all shine and has one notable feature on it from Kanye West. Kanye West. And you very know, interesting, very interesting. And I think that, you know, when Kanye, Kanye's no, like, I guess must like much like Drake in some ways, is known to to have an eye for talent and to know when somebody's working on something that's fresh and new mm-hmm. and wants to associate himself with that. So yeah. if it's like, you know, last year Kanye, you know, went out of his way to work with Little Pump. Yeah. He went out of his way to work with Takashi 6 9 mm-hmm. He went out of his way to work with XSX and Tension. Yeah. And I think that with at least with with X and with Takashi, it wasn't just a musical thing. There was also a controversy that it was courting. Yes, but with Melly, this is like a pure musical thing. Yeah, because I mean, Melly is still pretty small. He's a, very, he's a pretty small time rapper, and I think that like amongst his supporters, he there are people that really believe in him. I know some like DJs in the city, like DJs that I know that are like uh, like Jeno, one of our our, our pals, is like great DJ and has impeccable taste. Has been big on the the Melly wave mm-hmm. and. I think it's just because people I think we we can all kind of hear what's what's unique about him which mm-hmm. is just like it's a songcraft it's the the way he uses his voice it's it's the kind of you know subject matter um the I mean it's the angle at which he attacks a very familiar subject matter mm-hmm. so I think that I think that these are the things that probably Kanye saw in him and what Kanye is trying to tap into yeah and the song that they worked on mixed personalities together is like a very interesting song I think for yeah, both it's of cool. them I I I I mean, just someone Jordan really introduced me to, and uh, it was, I, I mean, just, he's, he's like, it's kind of like one of those things where it's, he's like the other guys, but he's just a little bit more interesting to me mm-hmm. than someone like, say, like Little Skies, who's like also from Florida, has a similar kind of, a little bit of a singy thing, but to me it is like, okay, but much less distinct than Melly. Yeah, I think that, yeah, Little Skies is much more in the uh, like emo rap lane, mm-hmm. which I think Melly can brush up against, but it's definitely more Melly's like a like a trap balladeer. Yes, you know? exactly. And Skies, I think, is actually from Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, interesting. Very, very, very curious. He yeah. is that he's I, like he just I, I he think I might like have just Flo- he looks like Florida because he's like you know he's got all the touchdowns. He's got, he's got the face tats. Yeah. He's a light skinned black man. You would think that he's from Florida, but he's yeah. Oh, interesting. Not, but yeah, anyway, Melly is currently in jail right now. And, you know, there's rumors that he's going to be getting out pretty soon. So hopefully that does happen mm-hmm. um, because he seems primed for a breakout year. In my yeah, opinion. I think so, too. It's I think it's it's it was interesting that Kanye was the only significant feature on that record because he seems kind of like an artist who is like a couple big name features away from having like a like a, a serious hit but i also respect that he his creativity is strong enough and his artistry is strong enough that he just he wants to kind of make it on his own 
Yeah, and I think that when you're at such an early stage in the early part of your career, and if you actually have the juice, you're not afraid to stand on your own too, even though mm -hmm. there are probably plenty of people who'd be down to collaborate with them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's 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 play this out by listening to YNW Melly, Slang That Iron. Mama, come here and sit down, let's talk. A lot of niggas hold my body white chalk, so I'm clutching on their 40. Hold on around, that's enough ammunition for both of us. Swear it only take a minute. I won't stop shooting till I'm finished. Yeah, and I don't wanna see you cry. A lot of fuck niggas wanna see me die, so how does it feel to know you? You just don't know it's on the other side of the grave when you slang and I talk about it. These fuck niggas want me dead too, but it's in my head. So um, for the remaining draft picks, much like in uh, fantasy, these are people who aren't necessarily have all the markers of someone like, you know, say being on a Drake song or going to be on a Drake song necessarily, uh, you know, markers of success already associated with them. But they're names that we think that uh, have a lot of potential this year and that you might not have heard of, but still actually do have some either underground or mainstream star potential in them. That's right. And I'll start. Um, I'm going to choose Partisan Fontaine, who right now has a really pretty big single out with Cardi B uh, called Backing It Up. He's best known as one of Cardi B's most frequent writing partners. Um, and so I think that like from listening to Cardi B's work mm -hmm. and uh, I think we, we like it's very clear that party uh, – Party and Cardi are a great tandem. And I think that what Partisan brings to the table was interesting enough that uh, Kanye West reached out to him very, very, very soon after he found out about him because he was like listening to Cardi B and he's like, okay, she sounds amazing. Who does she work with? Mm -hmm. Partisan, I want to work with Partisan. Mm -hmm. And then Partisan put out the song, which I think is basically his only major song out, at least since he has started releasing music through Cardi's label, which is Atlantic Records. And it's just a really outstanding song, a big, big favorite at the Boosie Fade parties and a favorite of mine. I think that he has a lot of potential and I'm hoping that a lot of that gets actualized this year. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like uh, it's a question of will he be like a, a sci high or, uh, you know, will he be, I don't know, who's I, someone who broke I, out through writing first, like rather than like a Frank Ocean or like a... Usually it goes the other way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like Youngberg, yeah. who's a now a very prolific. What? Well, Party Next Door, yeah. I mean, Party Next Door was uh, cooking up for Drake, or I guess even the weekend was cooking up for Drake before they uh -huh. they popped uh -huh. off. I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not really the most standard path path to success, at least. I mean, there's like Terius Nash, the Dream. Yes, that's, that's true. That's kind of a different lane, like it's... more R and B, like pop writing but one of the things i feel like about this kind of success is it's never the same path twice really true true, true. so you know i mean he he probably has a different lane that he would occupy mm -hmm. you know yeah so we'll see what happens with partisan but i i'm very hopeful he definitely has the skills for it so we shall see Great. Yeah, so let's listen to Partisan Fontaine's backing it up. Let's get it straight, girl. You don't need a nigga for nothing. Looking better every day. You got that Benjamin Button. Claiming he don't got a girl. You know niggas be frontin'. You don't need no bitch coming up to you as a woman. Hey, and you a boss, so you hate when niggas waste time. You too pretty to be paused on the FaceTime. Damn, I'm just stating the facts. You hate that like you hate when niggas tell you relax. Uh, so my next draft pick 
will is uh, a, a rapper that I think could be the next uh, Bobby Shmurda or in terms of kind of uh, profile, hopefully not, uh, you know, career path and, and other legal matters, uh, Takashi 6 9 uh, but in just in terms of his being like a New York street rapper who's going to break out, uh, his name, I believe it's 2 2 or 22 G's. So 2-2-G-Z. Uh, he had kind of like a underground New York song uh, called Suburban. He's like a, he's, he's really in like the Chicago drill, like real street rap model. Mm-hmm. Um and like every city, I feel like kind of has a few of these artists. I mean, Toronto has, uh, well, Pressa, who's kind of maybe going to break out, mm-hmm. uh, but other people like, you know, Top 5 or whoever, uh, who are kind of like Moji, these kind of people who are who are sort of like legends in their own city, but don't necessarily break out. Mm-hmm. But this guy just signed a Kodak Black's label. And, you know, despite what a lot of people think about justifiably about Kodak Black, he is a huge artist at this point. It's true. One of the biggest artists. I think his, I think ZZ might be number. I think it, I think it peaked at number two, actually. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just a huge artist. Not sure how much he would be doing the management side of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, this, he just put out, they, they just put out a song together. Uh, so I, he, he's someone who I can see just knowing what I know about the New York, like rap scene. It's like one of those places that you can like wake up tomorrow and be a star mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist anywhere else because of the locus of media and, you know, just the nature of the city and, and the network was within it. So I think he's someone who I can see no one having heard of basically outside of New York, uh, as up until recently, mm-hmm. and who in like six months could be having people do some kind of dance. <laughs> you know? That's great. What uh, what song should be listened to by him? As um, you play it? His newest song, which I actually shows some growth in rapping, is uh, "Spinning the Block." Blicky to blicky to blicky to blicky. Selling packs by the laundromat. laundromat. Once I get up out the hood, I ain't coming back. Never. But I still keep a blicky. I ain't done with that. Once he stop fronting with that pussy, I'ma punish that. Yeah, yeah. And if I miss, I'ma spin the block. Spin the block. Even if I hit, I'ma spin the block. Spin the block. If I miss, I'ma spin the block. Spin the block. Run up on him with the blick, I'ma let him block. Get the chips, gotta get the guap. I'm gonna pick another underground New York rapper for my uh, last pick. Uh, it's a rapper named Mike. Just Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is been actually put in work for a good amount of time in New York. Um, and, you know, it's not someone who I see kind of being at the top of the charts, but he's got a pretty extensive catalog and has gotten a little bit more attention recently because of Earl Sweatshirt's record uh, that came out in December, some rap songs. Earl Sweatshirt sounds deeply indebted to Mike on this record hmm. Mike like like I mean you know he like Earl is enough of an artist that he style is still his but um, the, the sort of abstract um, speaking of offbeat style rapping like this is this is what kind of like Mike's whole sound 
is like that record. Um, so if you're into that record, check out Mike. He's uh, he like to me, he could kind of almost be like a like a MF Doom type. Like he's mm. he's clever. He's got a really distinct aesthetic that I think if he can get to the, like the right outlets, could develop like a really serious underground following. Because uh, it's like kind of that sweet spot of like clever yet like kind of thoughtful rapping. Uh, that's un- sort of unlike. Well, except now, I guess Earl Sweatshirt, unlike most other rappers. So, but like he's still someone who like his songs have maybe, even though he's been doing it for a few years and has some of a following, it's like 20, 30,000 views on it, on his like most recent song from a month ago or something. So it's wow, fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of uh, interesting. What song should be listened to by him as we play out? Uh, he's got a lot of, a lot of music already, but uh, let's go with uh, October Baby. Don't gotta chuck the bread if it's cheap. Praying this ain't death for my sleep. Said I've been stretching for weeks. In this world without a lesson to teach. They trying to prosper while they negative me. And well, I ain't a doctor, but they nearly deceived. I only think about revenge when I barely can eat. And I will end things off by mentioning, naming one rapper who's actually a local rapper from Toronto, um, who is very skilled and extremely unique in terms of skills and capabilities. Um, I'm talking about a guy named Claremont II. Mm. So Claremont just recently put out a new song called Grip, and it feels like a step forward for him. Yeah, I think that in general, he's put out quite a few projects here in Toronto. I mean, just in, just in general. And he's completely independent now. And... His music has always had this quality of being very wise, like mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, a lot of his peers in Toronto, uh, just in the, the local music scene, he's just always had a different sound from them. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's kind of worked against him in terms of what the in, the international audience is looking for or was looking for from Toronto artists. Mm-hmm. And I think that Claremont has always represented a different part of Toronto in terms of just like stylistically. He wasn't like a, your traditional like kind of like trap rapper or mm-hmm. trap R&B kind of guy. Or at least not like a downtown like party kid. Yes, exactly. Exactly. He's from uh, Weston Road um, and Weston Road area. And I think that, but anyway, Grip, Grip for me, like his, his newest song is like a really interesting way that I think that he can use the trap aesthetics and production mm-hmm. while still, you know, ha- while still putting his like extremely intricate and detailed songwriting on display, yes. which it's, is full of like clever turns of phrase it's and like sort of like T D E a little yes, bit. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, Very top dog yeah. entertainment like, yes. Um and I think that, you know, a lot of people that have followed his career have been waiting. They're like, this guy is so talented. Mm-hmm. Like when is his moment gonna come? He's because more talented than some people who've had much bigger success than he's him. one of the most talented rappers in the city Absolutely. like bar not even question yeah and that's and that's including the like drakes of the world yeah, as far as yeah. i'm concerned you know um so i'm i'm hoping that 2019 is a year that i think that you know more people take notice he is completely independent so i think it's it's going to be like a lot harder for him because he's doing everything with you know his own team mm-hmm. and as a you know, it's it, we have a different kind of like economy than the U.S. Where if he, if he was in a similar situation in the U.S., he would probably have a lot more support, and there'd be more, there'd be a wider potential, wider community, wider potential for him to make money yeah. like with with audiences. But here, I think it's like a smaller smaller pie because yeah. of our population. But I think that he's good enough that he can break out. I agree. I think it's just a matter of like the right people hearing him because you know one of the things is that like while like a lot of teenagers like love 
the little pump stuff. And you know, we like little pump. Mm-hmm. There's still sometimes. so many people. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not all the time. Uh, there's there's uh, still a lot of people who love just like seeing a really skilled rapper who's good at songwriting, who's got good concepts, who can put out like a polished product, who isn't just sort of like a flavor of the month. And like, I feel like he he could be it. Like he like I think if he he can kind of keep going, keep the momentum up, and and find the right lanes and opportunities, he could he could and should be very successful. Yeah. So if you want to uh, dig into Claremont, I would highly recommend listening to his album, uh, his project that was put out last year called Little Mont from the Ave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to play out by listening to his latest song, the one I was gushing over. It's called Grip. This is Grip by Claremont II. Chase. Chase. Said I'm bad then. AOL on the disc. Boy, your water for the rinse. BCRs and cassettes. Had no money for the internet. Wi-Fi on the strip. Got the Popeyes on the strip. Haven't been there in a bit. Everybody with the answers never got money to spend. I've been cooler like a half of a percent. Icy sink. You color the vision. I don't want to link where we live roadblocks bullet hole in the whip came through by the ring ram give no damn who the thing hit i don't lay switch still riding with the same click police always on the app 13 on finch homie getting frisked like we were okay and that brings us to the end of our first episode of 2019 uh, if you're listening to this on the day that it's coming out tonight is Boosie Fade 32. We are at the Baby G in Toronto, which is at the corner of Brock and Dundas. This is our first party, our first Boosie Fade party at a venue other other than Parts and Labor in like... Four years almost? Yeah, May of 2015. So almost four years. This is going to be our biggest party yet. We have our, our, our great pal, the... DJ Josephine Cruz, also known as JMKM, spinning with us. It's our first ever guest DJ at Boosie Fade. Yeah. We got some new gear dropping. Yeah, we, we got some hot teas. Hot really teas. hot teas and long sleeves and them joints glow in the dark. Yeah. So you can stunt in the nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or if you get lost in the woods, it'll be easier for search teams to find you. That's right. So if you... Once again, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, you enjoy this episode, please let your friends know. Yeah. Uh, post it in your Instagram stories. Tell people to subscribe to Catch Up. Let them know that uh, there's some really intelligent and informative hip-hop discussion going on in the podcast world, and we're the ones doing it. Yes. And also, we'll make you laugh and cry. We want to do all that. So thanks again for listening. We will see you very soon. Yeah. Uh, have a great week. Stay safe. <laughs>